For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Determination comes in many forms, but always starts with the Dunkin' Run. So take your medium or larger coffee in one hand and grab a dollar donut in the other. No matter how you run, Dunkin' Run. A one dollar donut with any medium or larger coffee. Exclude specialty donuts and fancies. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. I'm so bad in, like, like in my mind, I pretend like I have important shit to do. And like, I don't have shit to do. Like, what, who am I lying? You know, you know, I'm just lying to myself. So like my kid's got a game. Like my kid's gonna have another game. It's okay. That's like, important. You know, I got. Oh, I got to take a. Uh, you know, like I got a phone call. I got to be like, I can. You know, I can, I can make it all work. I just, sometimes I just like I'm just so lazy that I'm that guy that you know how they always say like you should never do anything. You should never say yes to something in the future that you're not willing to do today. Exactly. Right. Like that. Yep. That was literally that. That rule was made for me. Because I'll be like, ah, oh, sure, man. Like four months from now, you were like, hey, Mike, you want to go to the uh, NFC Championship game? I'd be like, yeah, sure. NFC Championship game comes around. I guarantee you, I'd be like, oh, man, you really want to go to this thing? I got, oh. I got scotch and, and hot food in my, in my, in my pantry. Right. Why am I going to the game? I don't need. I, <laughs> I was sitting there talking with uh, Kathy. If you remember Kathy DeWart, she asked yeah, me. She's, she's like, nice, man. She's nice yeah, she's like, uh, what would you do if you weren't here? I was like, I'll be at home right now watching the game <laughs> on my couch. That's it. <laughs> that's, you know, that's how we that's roll. How, I mean, honestly, that's how I am, dude. I'm just like, I'm so lazy. Even so we have like Austin FC's got the, the new stadium here and it's, it's super cool. Mm-hmm. Like it's fun to go to the games. I legit like to do it. You know what I mean? It's no big yeah. deal. And but you, hey, I went twice. They're like, "Come on, let's go." I'm like, "Nah, man." It starts at eight thirty on a Wednesday. I'm like, All right, "That'll screw my kid up." You dropping nah, off out. the off the excuses heavy. Uh, it's not <laughs> even excuses, man. It's just it's not. It really isn't excuses. It's just how I rationalize thought. Like how I rationalize things True. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I do that too sometimes. I'm looking at. Oh, that's a that's a that's a thirty minute drive. I might have to put up with. Uh, I don't want to deal with that. Uh, gonna run into fans. I might not. I'm not in the mood right now. Stuff like that. I'm I'm with you on there. I agree. <laughs> I am in full agreement. Oh man, well, we had some crazy game. So let's get talking about it, bro. I do. All right. Hey, welcome into on my block podcast, the Green Bay Packer podcast, but. One of your hosts, Amon Green, and my good friend and teammate, Mike Wallman. Mike, how you doing? What's up, AG? Doing well, bud? Man, doing good. Yeah, we're as we were just talking, a lot of the guys, I went to the game, a lot of the guys from our days were there. 
big Marco Rivera, Chimp. I mean, yeah, Chimp, we call him Chimp in the locker room. Uh, Santana Dyson, Gilbert Brown, Antonio Freeman, uh, myself, and Frankie, Little Old Fish. Don't forget and, Frank, yeah, man. No, Frankie Bag of Donuts. Hey, you know, hey, AG, you remember when everyone was – and when everyone started wearing throwback jerseys, remember like Barry yeah. Rubin had all the throwback jerseys in his closet yes, and whatnot? He had like $100,000 in throwback jerseys. So my only throwback jersey I've ever bought was I bought a legit – and I bought like a game Frank Winters jersey. Really? And I, I – you probably don't remember this, but I wore a Frank Winters jersey to a couple games back in the day. No, I remember. Just I, out of respect. Just out of yeah. respect for Frankie, man. It, he was he was my guy, man. I love yeah, he's a, he definitely is one of those uh, unsung heroes here, on, uh, here in the organization. You know, guys that people don't understand what he did, you know, being a center during y'all Super Bowl runs and some of them early years before I got here um good player solid guy and but just a guy this this one of them locker room guys he he had a little bit of a touch of leadership in there that guys looked up to for a reason and then he was frankie <laughs> i'll tell you i'll tell you a quick frankie story man yeah so my second so when when beck showed up our line coach larry bechtel showed up larry bechtel just figured i was going to be the whipping boy because i was like i was still the youngest kid on the team i didn't really okay. know what the hell i was doing right so he would chew me out all the time and i took it probably especially when I was coming out of the academy, you, know, you just kind of sit there and take that kind of, you take shit from people. It's like, it doesn't really exactly. bother you, right? Stand yep. attention, just take it. I remember before the Vikings game, man, during a walkthrough, he laid, he just laid into me. Like it was totally inappropriate. It was just one of those moments. Like I should have knocked him out. Like one of those deals. Right. Okay. And, but I could see, like, I could feel my hands starting to like make fists. And like, I started to shake. I was going to go after. Right. I've been there. I've been there. And, and I remember afterwards, like we all got dismissed and everyone's standing. It's like all the whole lines there. Right. And mm-hmm. so Frankie's like, pulls me. He's like, hey, man, come here. And he goes, and, and he's got like a jersey. I say, like, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. If he yeah. ever talks to you like that again, you better knock him the blank out. Right? <laughs> I, like, I don't give it. Like, he was like, I was just like, and then I was like, and then it's funny because like, I was so disappointed in myself for not knocking. Like, have you ever been disappointed for not knocking a coach out? Like, yes. Yes. Several <laughs> that's coaches. How, that's how I felt about it, man. I was like, man, I just let Frank down. Like, I shouldn't. Have, I thought I was just doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. You, you Like, you know, at the moment, I don't know what's going to happen, but if I, I want to do this. But you, you you like a little bit of that Jiminy Cricket, that conscious comes in and kind of like pulls you back from pull, throwing that punch. Because I had two for sure on my list. For horror, for sure, one. For sure, <laughs> one. And, oh, man, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I didn't either, yeah. man. But I still, to this day, sometimes I'm like, man, I let him down right there. True. <laughs> yeah, and I, when I think about it, yes, it's definitely a solid two. Solid two that both of them would have been gratifying because it's like that emotion was there and it, it just felt right. It would have felt so right, especially the second one. It would have felt so right. And once I told my story, and it's kind of the story I told last week, that that feeling would have been totally justified. Every player that I would have told that story to, they'd be like, yeah, I would have did the same thing, bro. And some people like yourself, I've told that story too. They were like, A.G., you a better man than me. Yep. <laughs> you a better yep. man than me. So let's get into this Packer football and Bears. So we didn't know what team I say we talking about better men than than uh, than me. Um, we didn't know which one which men were out there because the game started off like what uh, what's going? Am I in the Matrix? You know, I'm like watching the first 20 minutes of the game. So all of the first quarter, no touchdowns, and then finally a, a field goal for the Bears at the end of the first quarter and then final or, and then another touchdown and then they up 10 0. And so, and then your first, you know, your little line here, I'm just like, huh, 
I'm like, what's going on? That's like, yeah, but it's, it's like, like no, but nobody. It was funny, like even watching it on TV, it's like there's no panic, right? Because it's the Bears, and it's <laughs> it's so interesting that because the Bears don't have any kind of an offensive identity, right? They have no offensive identity right whatsoever. now, right? They're and they have talent, it. like they Super have, talent. they have, they have that. Justin Fields is he is going to be a legit baller in this league, man. He yes, is ridiculously yes, he talented, man. He's he's got some tangibles and intangibles that you just don't you can't coach right yep. they they might try to coach him out of it the way it looks sometimes <laughs> but you can't coach some of the stuff that he, he can do right he got a running back and i and they have weapons right their offensive line Super is weapon. actually pretty good like they're 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 a well-coached unit but it's the bear you just see it over and over so what happens is like last night they can't they're only scoring 16.8 points a game Going yep. in, going into the game, right? So all of a sudden, rank coordinator, the head coach, thirtieth in the league. Yeah, man, it's like so the offensive coordinator and the head coach should be a quarterback guru, the guy who came in to like put in this new offense. Mm-hmm. They start kind of <clears throat> throwing in a bunch of trick plays and a bunch of gadget stuff, this, that, and the other, right? Have a little bit of success, but it's it's almost like it's like you you watch a, a heavyweight fight or uh, you watch like an NBA basketball finals game. Mm-hmm. It's like you're at home court. You always that other side always has to kind of withstand the tidal wave that's coming at you, like the emotional tidal wave. They're going to throw everything they got, and then you realize, like second round, third round, fourth round, mate, that's all you had. You have nothing else, right? And that's it, it's almost like the Packers feel that way when they play the Bears now because they don't have a legitimate threat to to to, to defeat them over four quarters, right? That's, right? that's just how it feels. That's how it felt. At least I know I've had that feeling by playing different teams in the league but i know last night it was like 10 nothing's like so what man even even when they started you know i think they ended up like 27 what is it 27 28 or 26 27 right and that turning point it's like game's over man it's a wrap yeah they're even up by 10 they were up 24 14 at one point you know and i was in the stadium and like you said it was no panic um i could see the field see the line uh see the the defense playing just everybody and the guys you know for us we're in the you know me and all the guys i just mentioned we're sitting in the, the alumni suite, like, what's going on? And all I said, look, I said, they just got, they just got a slow start. You know, they know who they're dealing with. You know, I know um, Charles Wilson, when he was playing, he would always say, because well, Jay Cutler is at the court at quarterback then, he's like, Jay's going to give us one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, but, you know, being a young quarterback, he's going to give up one, which he did, which uh, Roz, I call him Roz Agul Douglas now. He's like the villain. That. He is the villain. Um, he, I love the first name because it ties into a Batman villain there, a DC villain, another pick six for 55 yards. So, you know, looking down, you know, rookie mistake, looking down the DB, you know, or looking down your receiver. I mean, a good DB knows that and if he's sitting in his zone, that means he's looking at the quarterback's eyes, man to man, you're looking at the wide receiver's body and eyes. So he knew he's sitting in cover two or cover three zone. I mean, watch the quarterback, see where he's looking. Oh, he's looking dead at this guy I'm covering in my area. You know what? I'm going to break on that ball. And so, that is where kind of where that Charles Wilson old saying was, you know, Jay going to give us one uh, young Justin Phil. He's young because, you know, he's a rookie guy, but making those mental mistakes. But like you said, no panic in the stadium. Like I said to guys, I said uh, they just woke up. And it was a late game. They probably got up a little bit later. Uh, so their metabolism, their instincts is like, OK, OK. Oh, oh, we got to play. Oh, OK, they up 10. OK, we got this. We could we can make this little run back. Uh, into uh into this game make it more interesting for the fans watching so yeah it, it's almost like you knew that it's I, this sounds stupid to to fans probably but like if you ask me when i knew the game was over it was the first series when uh 
when I think it was Robert Quinn or Nichols had the sack and he did the discount double check. And I was like, oh, I guess game's a wrap because that's all the they're game. thinking about. You know what I'm right. saying? Like they're, they're not good enough. Like we have, like we are renting space in the bear's head right now. You know what I'm saying? Like the amount of mental Jeez. dominance, like you're just renting space for free right now. The amount of mental dominance that we have as an organization over that organization and the individuals that are in that organization mm-hmm. and the way they've probably been talked to within the building every week, it's Packers week, it's Packers week. Like you, when you see the, the first series of the third quarter come out and there's not one, there's not one play negative play. There's not one play for zero yards. There's not one. I mean, it's just that, 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 that the game's going over. Down the field. Right. And going it down was the like, field. it was like literally like the light switch had been turned off in the locker room at halftime and the, and the bears didn't even come back out, man. They were sleepwalking. It right. was like, man, I can't believe we gave up the temp. I can't believe we were up. Like we had it. We built our emotions up. We did it. And then it's all gone and we don't know what to do. Right. And it, it goes, that part goes from making those adjustments and keeping that awareness of what they're doing offensively and defensively. And, you know, and not thinking that, not trying to lay on that emotion, that, that momentum that you talked about in the first quarter. And then you go to, you talk about the decade of dominance, you know, it's two decades really in my book since our time there, because we knew them coming to us or us giving them, they won a few games back and forth. We had, I know we won a few at their field. They won a few here, but we knew overall, if we got to a certain point in the game that it was pretty much game over, you know, with run, with the run game we had and with the pass game we also had, but also now the way plays, you know, or, you know, where a uh, play calling is happening, the, mm-hmm. the talent is happening. It's young talent on the bear side. And I say the confidence level of the coaching staff on the bear side, it's like, I don't know where it is to be honest. I know where the confidence is on the on the Packer side. So they they knew once they got into a certain part of the game. When I say they, I say the Bears. That like you said, call it man. When I saw the Wildcat cat, when I saw it, I'm like oh, second play of the game, second play of their series. Yeah, are you I'm like, kidding me? I'm like, are you in the you deep in the playbook like this? Were you you pulling out the Wildcat in the first quarter of a rivalry game? I'm like, man, it must be hard right now. I it just sends a message, right? It sends a, a message, message to your team. It doesn't like oh. like when you we're sitting in an offensive meeting, and I mean, listen, we've all had those coaches who are just like, "Here's the deal, guys. We can go. We can line up in front of these people. And we're gonna we're gonna double team, smash mouth. You know, we're gonna run these plays. Unless they're fast here, we're gonna go. Here. They're gonna wiggle. We're gonna waggle. But it's right. like, it's like, coach, why do we have forty seven new plays in the in the offense this week? Like we usually uh, don't do that. You know what I mean? It's it's like, yeah. well, it's because we don't trust you can you can move the ball. Right. And, he's saying that without saying it. That's what yeah, they yeah. It's, it, it's, yep. it's all messaging. And you got to remember, like, I remember when Lovey Smith showed up as a head coach, defensive-minded head coach, right? And he had some yep. dogs on defense already, yep. right? He already had Lance and, and, and he had some guys in, and Brian and, and all those all those guys. Yeah, Taylor, uh, Dr. Taylor in the right. middle. Yeah, so they, so they had some dogs and they had that new mentality and that became a dogfight. But the difference now is, and you kind of see it, I, for, I don't even remember who the quarterback was for the Chicago Bears when we played him. Like, I, I, I literally year to year, I couldn't even remember the name, right? I just right. remember, like, you, I, you really can't, right? You, like, you can't. He, he was, Other he, than he Jay Cutler, but that non, was later. Persona non grata. No, that was even before. Mm-hmm. Or even uh, – we were before that time. Right. But that now it. it's like you're not worried about anything they can do on offense consistently. Mm-hmm. You know? And I think for Chicago, 
It's oh, it's funny because I you always think of them as this defensive team. Like I always have a strong defense, a defensive persona. Like you just go back; they're always linebacker central, right? They've always had a all pro yep. linebacker. It, it just it just doesn't like what's happening right now. Just doesn't feel right. Like I'll, we'll take it right because we'll just keep taking the, the wins. Yeah. But it just doesn't feel right. What's going on there? The, the the one thing that is not it's not disturbing, but it's interesting to me. I it's almost like sometimes on offense with with the Packers, we start games. And it's like the coaching staff is basing their the whatever whatever part of the game plan they want to execute early is kind of based on what they think the pass rush is going to be like, right? Right, or what they so, see. Yeah, they yeah. See. So it's so it's yep. like early in the game we're running double moves, we're running longer routes. Aaron's <clears> holding <throat> the ball. We basically got two coverage sacks. Like those guys didn't those guys didn't win clean on those two right. sacks early in the game. No, they did the they're, ETs. Yeah, yeah, they're winning coverage sacks. And, or, you know, they did – they did it really – it was like a, one of them – the second one was a, a TT and, and, and John Run Jr. just got picked. Like, nobody's mm-hmm. really getting beat. But then what happens? Okay, well, we got to get Devontae Adams involved. Let's just run these short routes again, you know. Did a yeah. quick, couple quick slants, a couple See, hitches. what works. That's called adjusting. That's yeah, what called, yeah, you that's just what make those quick do. adjustment. It's like we're, yeah. we're right back on track. And it just takes a while, but – it's always interesting to me when just kind of on a macro level, when we're watching the Packers, mm-hmm. how the game plan always changes. And it seems like it's changing based on what they perceive the threat to be up front. And today, I didn't think, you know, true, with Mac true. being out and everything, I just don't think they perceived that team to be as much of a threat as maybe it could have been. Yeah, it still, it still was. They got in the backfield, had two sack, early sacks um, in the game, but obviously, like you said, made the adjustments to then put the routes, keep the routes from going past 10 yards, more quick setting routes. They try to do a couple screens, but the D lineman for the Bears read them out and stopped the screens there, which was good for them. Um, but the big, I say a big thing is for now is going to be another adjustment. You got Dennis Kelly playing now, uh, Billy King, or Billy Turner goes out with the one of them TEs or TTs where they fell into his, uh, it looked like his left leg, left knee, and definitely buckled bad. So he's out. We'll see where, where what the verdict is coming to, to next week. Um, but yeah, just watching, you know, the, and then I say, <clears throat> I say what the good thing I say for the bears, this kind of, kind of shades of, of some, I say silver linings when, uh, Justin Fields throws the pick six to the 55 yard to Ross, then the next series, he comes out, he throws a little slant route to the wide receiver that's in the backfield and he goes house call, you know, mm-hmm. he goes for 60, whatever, 55 yard touchdown. And then, um, then the punt return the next series <laughs> with this kid like grant um has oh. you know i'm well, we like had, we had we had jakeem grant in miami he got drafted in miami right oh so you know him oh yes nice, yeah. nice. This, I, kid, this is the no, first no, no, time no. i first and seen AG. him well you know why because they don't why? it's like he runs a four one really he ran like the fastest unofficial time at texas tech history at pro day well, I, I did that at my pro day yeah, okay but you but you know what i'm saying like that's that's <laughs> I like know ludicrous you speed right you're seeing yes, that's ridiculous the guy's right. got like a 600 pound squat i mean like the guy's an absolute freak oh, yeah. of nature yes right and, he, and he's, he's five he's, eight what 175 yeah. oh, gracious. i mean he's, he's right. tiny but he's just right. a ball of muscle man fast switch fibers he had a of ton of he's he's had a ton of punt returns kickoff returns in his, in his career already and it's like, with with the weapons, with the injuries you have, with the situation that you're in, did you guys not know he was on your team? You know what I mean? Like, like I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You forget, you forget they did about that, him? They did that, that that quick flip pass around the corner. He's house call, punt return, punt return. house call. You know, he's he he's got he's that kind of game changing talent that you combine that with just this is where the NFL needs to like figure it out, right? Yeah, you bring in a coaching staff. 
you have this very, very unique talent in Justin Fields who he's got some things he's got to work on, but he's going to be right. hopefully a generational quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Exactly. Right? First one, first one in as long as I can recall. Then you have all this, you have some of this surrounding talent around him. You got mm-hmm. somebody in the backfield. You guys got like you got guys like Jakeem Grant. You need to you need to bolster some positions, yep. right? Some skill positions, but you have some players. I know a lot of guys are injured. And it's like you need to build an offense that is conducive with the skill set of your quarterback, right? Yep. That makes it that just it starts like you don't need like last night. What really happens when all their trick plays, the wildcat, the shovel pass, when all is said and done. All they have now is drop back and hey, if you don't, if the first read's not open, man, tuck and run, and you're gonna Go. make some plays with your feet, right? As yep. opposed to even watching, even watching Josh Allen yesterday on the for the Bills. Now yeah. they've got their own issues, but you think about how they incorporate actual quarterback running plays into their offense. Now, yeah, they got the quarterback power. At least power they're trying with to build out some creativity. Whereas this is like exactly. it's kind of palms up, man. As far as it's like, what are we doing in the second half? And we're yeah. all Packers fans. Don't get me wrong, but. I just yeah. don't make sense. Yeah, they probably just, I mean, that sounds like to me, and watching what I see, they're hyper-focused. Like you say, hyper-focused on the game, start of the game, like it's come out fast, which every team wants to, especially on the road. You want to come out fast, get some points early. But for the Bears, they come out fast, get some points early, it seemed, and then, like you said, what's the rest of the game plan after that? Like, okay, we do this, we do this play early, we do this trick play early. What else do we got to sustain and keep us efficient with picking up yardage, draining the clock and putting points on the board. We, you know, big plays came, you know, a lot in many last night, obviously because it's a rivalry game and you got talent on that field, like Grant, um, like Justin, like Aaron, like Devontae, you got the point and it's a rivalry game. So the motion is built in automatically. But at the end of the day, once you're past that, that what we call that second win, you get that second win, you, all that emotion is gone. You're like, all right, back to basics. Green Bay has that. They have those fundamental plays. They, they're going to work in and intertwine. That's why it's called a game plan, basically. And now Nagy, even though he's the offensive, like he's been said and called the offensive guru, mind of player, of four players on his roster. But now once he got past all that, like you said, the tidal wave, then it was like, all right, where are we at now? Are we, we have these fundamental plays that we know we could pull out and go to, regardless of who was that quarterback, to complete, get a first down, complete, get a touchdown, you know, or a check down, just when we know we need to do certain things. So that is where, like I said, where's the game plan after the big stuff, after the game starts, and then going in to close the game, you know, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, man. We in the it's it's really interesting about it's like you think about the NBA and Steph Curry. Steph Curry just he changes the narrative of the NBA. Right. Right. We do things traditionally a certain way, and then a guy yeah. shows up that can sh- literally shoot it as fast as he wants from wherever he wants, and the whole thing blows up. And in the NFL, we have kind of best practice ways to do things. And I'm yep. talking about scheme, technique, whatever you want to talk about. Whatever it is. And then we have tradition. And tradition is we need to line up in, in formations that look like this. We need to run plays that look like this. We need to run sets that look like this. Yep. And for whatever reason, and you see we get a ton of innovation, whether it be the Wildcat, whether it be the option from college, from high school, right? Uh, All the good stuff that you see in the NFL – Yep. comes from high school and college football, yeah. right? I mean, that's where they get all their innovation. That's it grassroots. seems yeah. to me right now that, like, you see a lot of these teams. First of all, I don't know how many offensive gurus there are in the league, but you would only think, like, in the It'd world, be one or like two. two or, you'd think there'd be, like, two or three of them, right? One or two right. of them. Right, it's a There's dozen like of them. There's, like, 17, bro. 
there's like 17 <laughs> gurus and then there's like 17 gurus that are on deck and their coordinators right now they're going to be gurus next year and it's like if that's the case why are we all running the same stuff right bro we are thinking the same way i'm like everybody can't be a goat a everybody can't be a guru you only can have <laughs> one or two people that you go to and say they are the person that they're going to pull this out because they know the play call. They know they know the instincts of adjustments. They understand the way this game is going. This is going to work offensively. This is going to work defensively. And you know what? Special teams. We may do this and see this. What we might get a success out of this play. It can't be like you said. It can't be fifteen of them. <laughs> it's like ah, oh. I say the one, the one grew, and he's a coach right now, as we know. And I've talked about him last show. Bill Belichick. He's that guy that. You have, I'm pretty sure you got a Bill Belichick book behind you in there. Mm-hmm. I got one on the way, you know, for Christmas on my birth on my Christmas list. That's the guru. That's the guru. When he plays a game against you, offensively or defensively, he's taking away your best of commodity. Offensively or defensively, he's gonna take that one or two people away, then be like, all right, now work. We take away Devontae Adams. Work. We take away Aaron and Devontae. Let's see what you can do with that offense now. He'll and he, they will do that, and they do that. He's done that with talent over talent for his tenure at the New England Patriots. So that's the one and only guru here, goat in terms of because I'm like, yeah, I've heard so many. I've, I've, I've that's one thing I'll take. I could go to add that to my get off the line here in a few minutes here. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. And, and like with Bill, it's so interesting, right? Because what is Bill really aside from that stuff? Why is he a guru? Well, because his all his team, all his, every member of his team knows exactly what their job is. They know exactly how to execute it, and they all do it with pretty good technique, right? And, and the case in point, Tom Brady, there for 20 years, right? Yep. Yesterday, Romo does this great spot on how Tom Brady's dropping back against the Bills. He checks right, sideline, left sideline, middle. Like, middle. It was literally like that, right? Yeah. And Romo's quick. like, there's no way to d- play defense against that because he did it within a second. He comes back, checks two guys on the right, gets to his fourth read like that. The ball is gone. There's nothing you can do, right? right? And and it's just because he has been well prepared, right, by a real guru, to your point. Sorry. That's fundamentals. And that's fundamentals. That was something I remember it it took up to me being in Green Bay when uh, Edgar Bennett came in. Even though I had some great running back coaches here in Green Bay before, Edgar kind of – you know, he was player development, but then he was sneaking to our meetings, basically the running backs meetings. Then eventually he became the running back coach and then wide receiver coach and now helping out offensive calls in, uh, in Raiders right now, the Las Vegas Raiders. But when he came in, that was kind of the first thing he and Dr. A.G. scanned the back, scanned the defensive backfield. He said, I want to see the helmet. I want he, he basically said, the rule is if you're if I don't see your helmet do this, then I know you're not looking. And I'm like, OK, what, what you want me to look at, though? I, I could do that. But what am I looking at? coach Mm -hmm. getting detail right and he's like all right when you're looking you're scanning for one where's your you looking at the guys you're going to deal with first linebackers so look at 55 look at 54 where they're at see where their alignment is you could tell where their alignment is you'll know zone or man or blitz you'll want to know one of those three pre-snap then look at the safeties see if they're rotating see if they're doing stuff if they're too deep if it's one deep if it's three deep you know look at them then look at the corners on the side you know, then you'll know right now if it's man press or if it's cover two hard zone, um, hard flats or anything like that. That just gives you a little, little information before that ball is snapped. Then the one, once the ball is snapped, you're kind of like, oh, it's defined. Boom. Okay. It is man. They're blitzing from the left side. I'm going to go over here. I got this responsibility. 
whatever. So it's just those little things. And that's what, that's just fundamental football. And like you said with Tom, that's what he's doing. So with the game plan, like I referenced earlier, you go to that game plan when all you threw all the trick plays out, pull everything out of your butt, you shot your load. And it's like, all right, let's get back to fundamentals. Let's just run these plays right here. Cause we, these what plays that we know play action, run, play action, run off of this play action. Boom. We're going to get a first down. We're going to get to And then later on, you know, what? we got another flea flicker. We want to throw in there. Get you know, don't close, you know, be open-minded, but don't understand you got to stick to the fundamentals at the end of the game, at the end of the day and end of the game to keep your offense and team efficient. So yeah, man. Coaches. Hey, yeah, the only thing we, we probably before we before we move on, we should yeah. probably state that if we don't win a championship this year, it's gonna be because our special teams are absolutely horrific. And Hellacious. we avoided we avoided another disaster play last night because of like some honestly a terrible call on the guy running out of bounds like oh the punt on the punt oh, I'm, I'm talking about the, the myth punt we can talk about anything you want from returns to <laughs> punt returns to kickoff returns to miss field goals we can talk about whatever you want but right that I, right there that could have been like that's a whole different game right now right damian williams i know he can't advance that ball but damian gets that out of the eight now they're they're gonna they're gonna probably punch that in it's a whole different ball game dude it's, right it's, it's crazy how bad they are yeah, it was funny. I mean, it wasn't, I believe most of the players that were sitting with me in the in the alumni suite knew the rule. But obviously, some of them guys hadn't played special teams. I'm a special teamer, so I knew the rule right away. I was like, it is a month, it's a month, it's a fumble, but it's a fumble you can't advance mm-hmm. because he caught it, he fair caught it. So with a fair catch drop, you can only recover it as the opposing team. Now, if he caught the ball and then ran with it and then strip fumble, then that's a whole nother world. Then you could advance it and try to score. So that was that. And yeah, it's like, what, what, what's going on? I mean, this is a facet of the game, you know, with Grant's punt return. I watched it. I was just watching it. Um, I'm watching the coverage. Degaria was on the right side of the field doing his coverage lane. He was on the basically the far right side. So when Grant started to go right, if he would have kept going right, he would have got tackled. But he instincts, he sees, OK, they're covered on this side. Maybe it was a play call because I've designed, I was a special teams coordinator in high school where I designed, I tell my returner, we're going to return left, but we're going to start going right. But then you got to bring it back. We got to pick a fence here. Pick a fence. That's that Hoosiers. (laughs) That's been around for ever. We run that in basketball. We run that in football. Yes, we do. So instinctually, I think it was more of an instinct thing where he went right. And just the way he came back, it didn't look like it was designed. It just fell out that way. But the guys for the Bears special teams did their jobs hit the few key blocks they needed to keep him and all that speed down the sidelines for his second touchdown of the game. Um, Cause he had the early one yet um, went on the under reverse um, uh, handoff to him. So yeah, it's just something that I know by this time, special teams is, uh, is, is defined. You got the guys that's going to be there and I'm not questioning their effort. You just got to have that awareness about you right. because if you watch playoff games, you watch Super Bowls, you watch NFC Championship, AFC Championship games. Prime is that this whole this organization that we represent, that we played for, 1996 Super Bowl, the deciding factor was Desmond Howard running back that kickoff. Mm-hmm. It was a special team play. So as a player, I think if I'm a special team coach, I'm showing that to my players today in special teams meetings. Say, hey, this is what one of the reasons why the Packers has another Super Bowl because of a special team play. Just because you tell them how serious that is. Because you can't be going down there 
Not saying they're not giving 100% effort, just saying you got to have the awareness of making sure your body is in the right position when you're going down there, um, come to balance to make your tackle. You know the return. Okay, he's going to try to coffee kick it to the right or he's going to coffee kick it to the left. You know, watch for the setup because you know what a pick, if, if you played enough special teams, you know what the picket fence setups, guys start running one way. Yes, like you almost want to trail them so you don't get caught behind the fence, basically. You want to be on the other side of the fence or not even let the fence get built. Do those little, little things to help you so that doesn't happen, you know, later in the season or later, you know, in the playoffs because we know this team is going to the playoff at this moment. So, yeah, Woo, special teams, man. It might be that we don't want it to be the thorn, but if things don't get worked on, Mike – it might be it might be it that be, Achilles. It would be Hills. a damn shame because it finally got it a defense, like a championship caliber defense. And it's like, man, this this cannot be happening. And right. We've all been there. It's it, you it always reflects poorly on the coach, right? Everyone's calling True. for the coordinator and everything. But here's the deal: everyone has a personal responsibility to know what they're supposed to do, how to do it, and do it to the best of your ability, right? Yeah. It's like less fingers, more thumbs, right? Yep. Less fingers, more thumbs. And for whatever reason, whether it's Mason can't hit a, you know, he he couldn't hit the ocean from the beach right now. I mean, he, right. he's and, long snapping is off. Boy, right. Er, everything whatever. seems to be just, I th- didn't he, he kick one? I think he kid, took a kickoff out of bounds as well. Not only he did, did he miss field. Yeah. No, just, it was, uh, no, and then one of the kick returners caught the ball, kickoff and filmed it out of bounds at the yeah. five yard line. I, it, I'm it's like, just too, it's just one of those deals where <clears throat> I've been oh, there. Bro. When you're when you're failing, and then you know about it, and you're on it's on Twitter and it's yeah. in a newspaper, it's like man, you got everyone got to take a deep breath. Remember what we're supposed to be doing. Stick to the basics. Lean on your fundamentals. Mm-hmm. Lean on your training. Stop. Get rid of the outside noise. Right. Get your mind right. Mm-hmm. You got to get your mind right. They better do it fast here because times times a waste, man. It almost seems it seems like we're in the playoff push right now. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it is in my book, you know. So we'll get moving on. We, we hit on that enough. We beat a dead horse. So moving on to trench warfare, Mike. So what you got here for us today, man? Well, you know, like the last time we, we saw these guys, <clears throat> these teams play, I think we're pretty – it's a pretty even matchup up front. I know the Bears have been getting a lot of uh, – they, they get a lot of a, a bad talk and bad press about how poor their offensive line has done. But I mm-hmm. I keep thinking every time I watch them, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. I know they have – they have some weakness maybe at the tackle position. Jason Peters went out. You know, yeah, he went out he's, early. He's, he's, a, he's a Hall of Fame player. He's not a Hall of Fame player right now. And then his backup was in. So that's an right. issue. But I think interior, rookie they got some young guys. What's that? They got rookie guys, too. Yeah, they got, they, got, they got guys inside that you, 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 like to, you like to see progress, and they're doing well. Um, they, they moved our, our guys off the spot. They have a running game if they want it. You know, they just they mm-hmm. need to add some pieces. You, they're, they're kind of in the same position from an offensive standpoint as – you know, maybe we were with Tunyon. It's like, if you want, you know, Komet's their, their starting guy. He's not a great right. blocker. But then if you want to put Jimmy Graham on the field, like, game's over, man. He's not going to block. So, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you have some of these issues. You have some some scheme things. I like the way they play. Uh, I I did like to see yesterday, again, when, when, when Gary's in the game, I'm always kind of, like, eyes wide now. I think he's always going to make a play. Preston Smith's kind of yeah. the same way now, too. Like, you know <clears> the time's <throat> just coming. They're going to get their wins. Mm-hmm. I really want to see now that expansion in Gary's game. He's been working off that that press, that that, that arm on press, that, yep. yeah, that arm press, and now it's getting to that point where it's like we just got to make it so it's going upfield, go horizontal more to collapse that pocket, so mm-hmm. you're forcing, you're kind of forcing yourself right into the quarterbacks where he steps up, right? Yep. 
a couple times in these games yeah, when, you're, like when you're playing against a kid like Justin Fields, and I, I don't think you, you could kind of tell from the game the, the game plan uh, from the Packers play, excuse me, the game plan wasn't really thinking about him scrambling, right? Because they had a lot of free rushers as far as if we're going up uh, from right, right or defensive end, right or left mm-hmm. defensive end, guys are going inside and let him escape to the outside, right? right? The, we didn't have, we didn't have great lane discipline uh, a couple yeah, times, of, especially in that two minute drill. Yeah, so a couple you kind of see some issues coming up with that. And again, Justin Fields is incredible talent, but you got to always be happy with um, kind of the ability to consistently press that pocket from some of your, your key guys. And, and, and again, uh, I don't know that it was our best game on defense from a, you know, kind of from the, the box players, you know, certainly with the, the line right. would suggest that it's not, but when you get out of there, with the, when you get out of the win, we talked about before, they probably saw some looks they hadn't seen before. And, you know, you, you got to be happy with, with once you decide to put the clamps on it, man, it, it was kind of rap city. Yeah. And I mean, you say, you say that you don't play too well, but you know, you give up 30 points. Um, some of them points for special teams. Um, you could add that to field the field position, to the, like, yeah, field position type things. Cause of the kickoff, uh, like I mentioned, and then the, you know, Packers couldn't get off the, um, the five yard line, maybe, and maybe got to the 10 and then they, they had to put. So yeah, those things of being, you know, converting, being efficient, but this, those are details that you want to mark on your, like as a coach, you mark it down, be like, all right, these are the things we need to work on this week to master come playoffs because this, when the playoffs comes then it's a whole different, then, you know, we all know it goes up another notch, that speed of the game. This is another notch, the anxiety, the nervousness, the, 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 you know, the mindset, it's just a, at another level. Yeah, and I think if you look at our offensive side, listen, they're missing a lot of their their studs. Keem Hicks is out. Uh, you're talking about Max out. Robert mm-hmm. Quinn was in yesterday. Robert Quinn's a stud. Robert Quinn, I, yes. we said this last Solid time, I told you guys, like, he, he is an absolute stud. He's a guy that you'd love to have on your team. He's a weapon. Um, he made his presence Athletic. known early for sure. Yep. I was surprised. Uh, Nichols, who I didn't really even know who he was, kid out of nowhere. Yeah. He had a great pocket push on running a couple times. Um, early in the game, they generally, I thought they had a good pocket push. Now let's just talk about a game. It's game of two halves, right? Correct. Talk about the first half or even the first quarter and then the rest of the game, because they, they clearly, you, you see their demeanor, the way they were running after the ball, like the game was over at halftime. They just, you know, they just, they had to run out the clock, but the game was over as far as their defense was concerned. Um, if I'm a coach, I'm not really thrilled about the way they finished the game, but they have talent. We do such a better job of running the ball in the second half. Obviously, that has a lot to do with who our running back is right now with yep. A.J. Dillon, Aaron AJ Jones Dillon. as well. But you just almost feel like Aaron Jones is getting his body right for, for playoff push, right? Because A.J. Dillon, they're just, they're just hammering him in the second half. Correct. Allowing us to get those double teams. We're not very good winning one-on-one blocks, but we can down block. We can double team. We can trap. Both guards can pull pretty well. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I think. Um, I think Newman. That's probably his what he's best at as far as you know. What would you point to say he can do better than maybe inline blocking? We're not. We're not a great inline blocking team. We have this. Um, I. What I'm really liking to watch from a scheme standpoint now is we're attacking teams with some running schemes that I don't even think would have been possible back in the day. As far as you're oftentimes either using a tight end or, you know, what I an honor a tight end Lazard and yeah, we're using him as a point of attack player. Now where we're tossing the ball and cutting the defensive end from the backfield, 
we're yes. we're going downhill and cutting the defensive end that's that's sitting in the hole. Like back in the day, you couldn't you just couldn't have done that. Like if you would have told Will to cut the defensive end that's sitting in the hole on like no. 93 blast, 97 power, you're like, no, that's not gonna happen, bro, because no. they know how to play that. And yep. maybe it's because they don't have practice time now, or I I can't really put my finger on why because it it you're watching and like it's this working. shouldn't be working, but it right. is right and it, it is working. <laughs> it's yeah, working. yeah, yeah. You could probably speak on it more than I can from a running back's perspective, but I love the way that they're using these guys, knowing that okay, we you know our tight ends aren't except for Mercedes Lewis aren't great inline blockers, mm-hmm. and Lazard's a big body. Like Lazard's an ordinary tight end, man. They got yeah, him on the backside. They got him at the second level. They got him leading through. They got him doing so much stuff right now, and that's actually translating. We saw in the game into like a lot of the play action stuff where he gets that flat pass, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But Wide open. Yeah, you could probably speak on that more AG as far as, you know, how we're, how we're scheming some of these defenses in ways that like, doesn't, it didn't like sit right with me, but man, I'm glad it's working. Yeah. And what, what you're seeing there is what other coordinators were doing prior during our era. They started to split, you know, putting me out, you know, spitting a running back that you usually don't see out to the wide or in the slot. So it's just now you're just flipping the script. You're now putting those same, you know, switching down those same positions, but in the run game sense. So usually when you had a, a tight end or a heavy tight end or maybe an extra tackle coming through, like you said, doing the wham blocks that we talk about a lot or doing them, them cut blocks is usually a tight end or a tackle. But now we're getting the wide receivers or other running backs to do it. So now that's throwing off the count on the defense because the count, the defense is all about counting. So they say, okay, two, two middle linebackers are right away in the middle. We got we got the running back or fullback. If it's a two-back backfield, that's the guy. If it's man, even if it's zone, it's kind of their guys. That's kind of how the count goes. Then anything outside that box is to the DB. But now when you're switching up the player, as we call personnel in that formation, when it's called or that, yeah, or that play call, when you change up the personnel, now you even though you got people that's sitting at the running back position, but you got to look at those people. Oh, that's a wide receiver. That's Randall Cobb, or that's Grant from the Bears, or that's Tunyon or um, Degaria at in the back. So you're like, okay, that's a tight end running a running back position. Now what's coming on? What's coming at me? And it was a power toss that Degaria got in front of Aaron Jones early in the game. And great block. Great. I say he made a good attempt. He kind of hugged him a little bit, but I say more go get in there, you know, hands tight, drop the shoulder. But that's what these coordinators are doing. They're taking a run-dominated formation and then slipping in a wide receiver for then when they get to the – they run the run play, then a couple series later they run the play action off that but have that wide receiver, like you said, Lazar, off to the flat wide open because now they're thinking, okay, we just saw this run play happen where these two guys hit us and boom, picked up 10 yards. But now it's a play action. Now we got a wide receiver running wide open because nobody wanted that contact. Because the con- they knew contact, they thought maybe contact is coming, but they, they kind of sloughed off or went heavy. But then, boom, wide receiver sneaks out for a big uh, reception down in the backfield. So the offensive coordinators are getting creative. That's probably why, as we mentioned earlier, they're getting tagged with, oh, they're a guru now. And it's like, no, nah, man, you're just making a cosmetic adjustment. You're just changing out. Well, it's, that's part, it is part of the It's game, a good right? thing. Because, because yeah. they're overloading their eyes, right? Overloading the defensive yep. end's eyes. And, exactly. And you can see that you can literally watch the demeanor change on both sides of the ball. We always talk about this. You know, the, it, we, we talk about X's and O's, really, but it's, it's, it's about the guys having those individual matchups, having those confrontations. And you can see our demeanor. Our chests are getting puffed out, right? You can see their mm-hmm. shoulders going forward as the game moves on. When we get that push, especially now, it's getting cold. You're in that third quarter. You know, we're at this point, the game's not in hand. You know, it's, I think it's still a tie ball game around 27 each. Right. But you can tell, like, 
We have momentum. Now we can lean on these guys. Our, we feel so good about our ability to double team, go downhill, run with AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon's yeah. falling forward like 95% yeah. of the time, really buying into the idea that, hey, I'm 250 pound stud and running behind my pads a lot better now, like especially better. compared to the beginning of the season, right? Mm -hmm. And it just fuels everything, man. Like when you are on, I'm on. You know what I mean? Correct. Like when you're, when, when you have numbers, I feel great about myself. And that's how right. it works. That's how that works. Right. If I could be blocking my, my, my ass off, but if you've got 36 yards on 12 carries, I feel like shit. It's just, exactly. it is what it is. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. so, so that success, you can just see it building and building and building. And it's going to be fun to watch. I think, cause it gives us, we talked about this every week now, it seems like, but it just gives us a multifaceted approach to attack defense, not only from the passing game situation, but also with kind of two different demeanors in the running game. Um, yeah. I just want to say one, I, I, I hope Billy Turner's okay. I think he's been yeah. playing lights out. He's been such a great They've player for them football. since yeah. he got there. Um, Dennis Kelly, he got to, he got an opportunity to play a lot when he was the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. So they it's mentioned not like, that in the broadcast. Yeah, we're, we're not like, I, I've watched him play for years. It's not like we're coming in and, Dennis doesn't know what he's doing and he's got a great right. mustache. He's a veteran, you got to give him bro. some credit for that. Right. But BT has yeah. been a great player. I think it's a real shame. I just hope he's okay. Um, gosh, it, it, we have four starters out now. Yes. Right? It, you think it, about yes. Adam Stenovich, the offensive line coach, yep. we have four starters out and they're playing like that. Like that's unbelievable. And that's awesome. I mean, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Awesome. You know, uh, at the tip of the hat to the Stenovich there doing what he needs to do with what he has basically in his toolbox his toolbox is the is the players and his coaching ability and he's coaching them up he's getting those guys game ready for top end players you know um, week over week he's been doing this all season because David Bukatari has been out the entire season and he's they saying he's healthy that he's ready to play they've been saying that for probably at least three weeks now um but yeah, I think setback though I think he I think they said he had a setback right oh I missed that okay all right because yeah, yeah. uh, I was gonna making say that up but I thought he had a setback <laughs> But it, or or they probably didn't say it that way, but it was like, yeah, setback. True. Or doing the Bill Belichick. I know they've done it where they don't quite report the injuries. Yeah, yeah. They just say, you know, he's hurt. Just, you know, we'll say what we want to say and how we want to say it. These but, kids are or, making money for themselves, though, man. You got to be happy for them. Oh, All these kids, oh, yeah. oh, hey, you just you're adding commas, baby. That's it. <laughs> you're adding commas. As an adding more commas there. Uh, but uh, I had one more thing to say, but I, I can't. It'll pop back in my head later on. But we'll get to. Get off my lawn, man. Get I got off some, my lawn. I can't wait to this, man. I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna jump this one off. I'm looking at. I've always had a thing about bowl games. Obviously, I love them. The one thing I hate about them now, and it said probably started in the last five years, is these names. And then why are these so many bowl games? Like I'm used to the Rose Bowl, you know, the Sugar Bowl, the the um, the Holiday Bowl. Okay, now let's just. We got the first one on the list here. We got Middle Tennessee and Toledo this Friday, the Bahamas Bowl. Really? Yeah. I'm happy for the players and the teams and the coaches. They get to go to Bahamas. But <laughs> but you really, you calling this, you calling me, you telling me the Bahamas Bowl? Okay. All right. And then the next one on Saturday, we got the RoofClaim.com Bowl in Boca Raton. <laughs> Bruh, really? But <laughs> hey, these destinations are not bad. Yeah, the destinations are fantastic for the players and the staff. But the name, come on, man. You got the Cricket Celebration Bowl? And when is this? This is South Carolina and Jackson State. So hat off to Deion Sanders getting his team there to a bowl game. 
and it's on uh it's noon it doesn't say the day oh it's the same day it's saturday so saturday is like a all it's like looks like six one two three four five six seven bowl games this saturday and let's uh, start so cricket celebration oh PUBG is a video game okay player unknown battlegrounds has a bowl it's called the PUBG mobile new mexico bowl come on they're killing me with this mike so i went to navy right you went to a big school right i went to navy so we went to the we went to the aloha bowl you played it on christmas day and And it was legit it was no it wasn't legit i mean now the name i'm talking about the name but i'm i'm saying well, there's a couple of things, right? So that was trip. a big deal for us because we had never been to a bowl game. So it, it was an honor. So from yes. that perspective, I get it. But now it's different. There is a, there's a national championship playoff. So these bowl games mean nothing anymore. So that's that makes it – that's kind of the first thing where I'm like, why do we even have bowl yeah. games except for the national championship games? It really doesn't make any sense to me because now – we didn't used to have Big 12 championship, Big 10 championship, Pac-12 championship. We didn't have that game, right? No, I, we know it's because of money, bro, but it's like it, it doesn't make sense. And then you have a lot of – not I shouldn't say a lot, but you have enough prominent athletes who are like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and skip our bowl. I'm going to get ready for the combine, you know, all that stuff. And it, it takes the luster away. And anytime you're just doing something for money – it just doesn't seem like you should be doing it at all, right? Exactly. Like, or at least we should care about it. And like, you just named seven bowls that I know neither one of us had ever heard of, dude. If you would have said, "Hey, Mike, they got a they got a bowl in the Bahamas this weekend," I would have been like, "Okay, well, you sign me up, right? I'll go grab the high school team over here because nobody knows who's playing anyways, and I'm not bad mouthing those schools. It just is what it is." Right. You know what I mean? God, it just don't make any sense to me, honestly. But check this out. I'm not done. I'm just getting started. We got the Jimmy. <laughs> Kimmel LA Bowl. Oh, see, that's Jimmy not even Kimmel. real. They, they just go on a show and they sit on the couch and tell jokes. That's it. And it's presented by, I don't even know what Stifle. I think it's S T I F E L. Is that a financial company or something? Stifle. I got to do my homework. Stifle, probably, it's probably his company because he wants it's to probably, be quiet or something. I don't know. It's probably, it probably is. Then we have the R plus or R T R L Carriers New England or New Orleans Bowl. You know, that's I thought a, you were going to say the R Kelly Bowl. Oh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, boy, with the with the bowls the way it's going, we're getting close. But no, no, no. It, I found a couple of them that is like really hold up. There's the Lock Seed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. That's Missourian Army. Okay, so that, I know about the, that one. That's a lot. Lock, Lockheed right. Martin's big defense contract, right? Yeah, Lockheed. Lockheed. I mean, Lockheed. So you know what? They usually do that bowl in a place in Sarah Base too, so they get a pack. That's pretty cool. That see, that's cool. You see, that's fun for the kids and the, and the staff. And they got well, the Idaho Potato Bowl. They got the famous Idaho potato bowl. There it is. There it is. A tropical smoothie cafe Frisco bowl. I think that's in the Dallas area. Oh, oh it's U- and, and, and the schools is is UTA. Uh, so University of Texas San Antonio playing against uh, San Diego State. So there you go. Oh man, I, I know. I, gotta... I know the staff at San Diego State. Okay, because yeah, you y'all lived there for a little while, right? Yeah, yeah. We just actually that's where we moved from. Exactly. Um, the U- home, the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl. I'm just saying these names. These are Gasparilla, real names. Gasparilla, I think, I think that's like a root beer, or is that sarsaparilla? That's, I think sarsaparilla. It's got to be yeah. sarsaparilla. It ain't this. Um, yeah. Okay. Here's your now. The Hawaii Bowl is now the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. I don't know if that's the, that took the place of Holoha Bowl. I'm not sure. I don't know. But I'm, these are the, these are real names, people. 
These are no real names. Hold up. Let me see. What's the craziest name I read last night? Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. This is in Boston. And I know these Boston fans are going to be not happy about this. It's the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I'm reading that correctly. Wasabi. We know we all know what Wasabi is, right, Mike? We know what Wasabi is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then we have <laughs> we have on um, Wednesday, December 29th, later that night, it's the Wasabi Bowl. The new era pinstripe bowl. That's a that's a legit one for a couple of years now. The cheese it bowl. So you know the cheese it crackers. Yes. I mean, I guess the bottom line is right. You, but they're doing it for money. Sponsorships are going to name the bowl they're after killing themselves. the game. Like, right. Like, it's like it's like we get it, but again, it just goes back to it just goes back to it's 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 a tradition. Maybe we need to th- rethink it and change it, make it more more of like elite. You know. <laughs> Hire me to name the bowls. Just do that. Hey, Amon Green, I will take the job. I will give you make everything in the Amon Green Bowl. I will Halo Bowl. The Halo Halo Bowl, Bowl. the Batman Bowl. (laughs) If we're going down there's a Gotham City Bowl. Bowl, The big games, the DC versus Marvel Bowl. My last, my last one for the day. There's other names, but this one just took the cake for me. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Oh, see, I would have the Frosted Flakes, man. It's delicious. Frosted Flakes. It's great. He has a ball, bro. We've been watching him since we were kids. And never till now that I think he would have a bowl named after him. I say shout out to Tony the Tiger and that whole staff for getting him a bowl in his name. And it's a, a Friday, December 31st, so New Year's Eve. And it will be Washington State and the U and the Hurricane, Miami Hurricanes. I'm surprised they were bowl eligible. I'm a little bit surprised. The you? Yeah. <laughs> no, all you got to do is win six games. Is that what it is? They won six. Okay, they won six. That's but see that, and that's kind of what I'm talking about. But uh, I, I don't want to belabor the point. But here's here's a here's a shift right into the same same yeah, idea. So shifting gears, your turn. Boom. Heisman Trophy, right? The right. Heisman Trophy. You watch those commercials, insurance. I don't even know who's actually is a progressive. It's, I don't I, know I, has it's a either. I know it's the Nissan. Nissan oh, it's a, does oh, it's a car commercial. Okay. It's a car commercial. The, the Heisman House. The Heisman House. The Heisman House, right? They got yep. they got all the quarterbacks, all the running backs. And back in the day, like you could be a running back and win the Heisman Trophy, right? It's yes. still an offensive yep. war. Charles Woodson's like the last guy I can remember to play defense. And the only okay. guy will be defense. But, but he, but he yes. had like some numbers on punt and kickoff return, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's now like they let Aiden Aiden Hutchinson's the best player in college football. Like, are we kidding me? Like, right. He, he is completely dominant. Yes, and they let, they're like, they, they didn't even, they knew he wasn't going to win. They're just like, Oh man, he just needs to get a ticket. Like he deserves to be there. It's like, if I'm, <laughs> and if I'm him, I get it. Like I get it. But again, we talked about this before. I don't even like traveling that much anyways. I would be like, wait a <laughs> second. You just want me to show up and you know, I'm not going to win. Like you can get off my lawn with that. Like they <laughs> right. need to change the Heisman. They have the Blitnikoff award. They have all these awards for different positions. Mm-hmm. This Heisman Trophy, just make it a quarterback award. Call it what it is, right? And then have an Offensive yeah. Player of the Year award. It doesn't have to be uh, – it doesn't necessarily have to be a quarterback because, like, right sure. now, the Heisman Trophy is losing its luster because these all of these other positions are worthy because they make game-changing plays in crucial moments, and we've just given it – we're really just going to continue to give it to these this, this one group. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, even back when – like the year – prime example, my teammate, friend, Charles Wilson – Glad he won it. But when you look at the stats, he might have had a series of offensive plays through the whole season mm-hmm. that they say defined him as the one, the Heisman hopeful at the time. 
a couple, but then at his position, obviously he has some big picks in the Ohio State game. Obviously, that's the game for them, just like this Bears game, Bears Packers game. It's the game you need to show up in. And then he had another couple of early picks at the end uh, during the season, and I think he had a putt return. So maybe five or six crucial plays throughout a 12 game series season or 14 game season at that time in 1997, six six plays got basically got him the Heisman. I'm just like, when you look at like the totality of playing. You know, yardage, what we did from it was me. Like, I'd even go. I had 1,800 yards. I'd almost had, I had 2,000 yards. You count my bowl game. I'd even get invited. But you had guys that were invited Randy Moss, Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf. And then it was who was the, I can't think who the fourth is right now. Uh, anyway, but just those three Ryan Leaf, Peyton Manning, Randy Moss. You got those three guys there. Orlando two of them. Pace. We, Orlando or, Pace. Was it Orlando? Yeah, it was that year uh, that I think they had a tackle, right? Uh, maybe I'm off a year. I might no, be off, off year. I think he's off a year because he was yeah, okay. uh he was blocking for Eddie Eddie George and Eddie, right. George right. won the Heisman in '95. Yep. So, but just those three guys right there, all three first round draft picks, two of them Hall of Famers. So it's just like it, you don't you don't bring the other two running back. Like the reason you know what I heard, I had talked to a reporter years later. So within the last 10, 15 years, I ran into a reporter. He just brought up to me. He said, Amon, I was one of the, the voting reporters for that year's Heisman. And I said, okay, I got a question for you, sir. I said, why did me or Ricky Williams didn't make the trip? <laughs> I said, because Ricky Williams and I are in the Big 12. We both basically, if you count our bowl game stats, we rushed for about 2,000 yards to get, you know, he had 1,000, 2,000, I had 2,000. I mm-hmm. think Without the bowl game, he had like 1,900. I had 1,800. Why we don't go? Oh, we're y'all were two running backs from the same conference. That was his answer to my question. We didn't want because it's because backs- there's no merit, man. It's like uh, I was like, really? I was like, it's, God, it, it, listen, it's all it, all this stuff is all this stuff is for fans. It, you know, it's 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 mm-hmm. the perspective we'll of we our perspective is always different, right? Because when you play and you see like. When you play, you know who's the best. You know who's doing – who had the exactly. best year, who's a beast, right? And you and I might have a different opinion, but, cons- like, there's a consensus generally of, like, okay, this person deserves it, this person deserves it, just based on merit, on the field merit, right, or mm-hmm. on the field performance. And then sure. there's this whole other section of people that are voting for these things that are trying to create a narrative. It happens in the NBA all the time. Michael Jordan yeah. should have won, like, 10 MVPs, True. right? LeBron should have won 10 MVPs. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. you, we try to create this narrative because all oh, this person needs to get it, this person needs to get it. And it's just for, from a player's standpoint, it's always frustrating. So they they go ahead and just get off my lawn with that, man. Yeah, get off my lawn with that Heisman Trophy. And what's the next one here, buddy? Yeah, so so Mike McCarthy got on and said, you know, the gal, the Cowboys are going to win and they're making a big deal like he's guaranteeing a win. And here's what I, and Joe, you know, obviously the, the Joe Namath, I, you know, they're guaranteeing the Super Bowl. Like, I never right. got this. Like, what what are you supposed to say? Like, we're going to go out there and give it our best. Like, oh, we're going to go out there. The other team is really good. Like, that is – and this is the thing that just drives me insane about this. This is how – this we are such sheep when it comes to, like, how we take information and just accept it. Right. Every uh, single coach is out there to win the game. Every player is out there to win the game. Every media pundit on the planet does – every week does a hot take, right? Yep. A stock market picker says, oh, go buy this stock. If they're, if they're right – they're a genius, right? If they're right. wrong, they say they don't. They forget about it and they pick a stock the next week. We pick teams. We make we we go out and say so and so is going to throw for four hundred yards and three touchdowns. 
If he does, we were a genius. If we do, we had a hot take, and if we don't, yeah. we just shelve it. We do it the next time. We exactly. are so. I, I don't. I never understood how how we as a society makes these like makes these hot takes, makes these guaranteed, and makes them for more than what they are, man. Like we're all out there just trying to win games. That's right. exactly what we're gonna do. It, the other team's not playing harder because I said, "Oh yeah, we're gonna win." Like I didn't get here to lose. It's like right. you remember when the Rocky Four, Ivan Drago? They're yeah. asking Ivan Drago all these questions. Yeah, and his coach is like, "We did not come here to lose." You know, like what? Like what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like it's supposed to be an exhibition. Like, are you kidding me? No, man, we came here to win the game. That's what we're, we're doing. Destroy here. this dude. It's all of us and Russia behind us. <laughs> No, I get you. Get off my lawn with that. That I mean, I, I mean, I'm with you there. And it just, it just, I think people, they want something to talk about. Yeah. So those statements. Yeah, we're here. We're here top, doing it today. Oh, right? they're yeah, they're they're full of themselves, or they're too, they're overly confident. And it's like, I mean, I know what my mindset was going into every game. I, if I wasn't ready for a game, I would say, you know what, I'm a little beat up, you know, but I know I'm ready to play. It's Friday. Let's go. I, you know, if it wasn't time for me to play, I'd be like, I'm out, you know, but it wasn't like, I knew if I was going to walk on that field, my whole goal is to win against the next person, that whole defense, that offense, whatever. You got to have that mindset. This is the pro level. <laughs> I mean, you got those, I mean, you go to the, like, this a tangent, this is a little bit, then we'll get moving forward. Um, those Olympic athletes that are individually sports, like a Michael Phelps, like the sprinters. They're in those blocks by themselves, looking at the seven, the two people to the right, the five to the left. It's like, yeah, I'm about to beat you. You gotta, you gotta have a certain confidence about yourself when you're doing that. And because for one, you're by yourself in the Olympics, but here is a team sport. So now you got 20, 23, 22, 53 guys that should be all in the same mindset. It's not cockiness, it's just that confidence. So when you got a reporter, it's kind of like with, did you see the interview with uh the Bills uh, defenders, um, Micah Hyde and the other his DB, his D other oh, other being embarrassed. Yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about because they know they play. They already know personally they play bad. They that Bills defense has a standard of quality of play. That reporter disrespected them by asking that question. That's why that's they a leading reacted. question, right? That's a leading exactly. question. I'm going to tell you how you should feel, and you you answer me if I'm right or not. <laughs> oh, really? That's why they said, it's like, what? We come here. What did they say? We come here to play hard every day, every game. And you ask me that question? That's the same. That's a reaction from a player fresh off the field. That game just ended. They still in their gear. They had to even have time to take a shower. So you know the emotion is still there. And you hit them. It's like, ah. It's like, that's it. I mean, that's the picture of it, what we're talking about right now. Right now, Mike, what you brought up with uh, Mike. Yeah, you talk about confidence, man. Like it manifests in the mind before it happens in reality, right? That's how that's exactly. how this whole thing works. That's how confidence works. So yep. if you want me to suppress it, then go ahead. It's like Aaron Rodgers said. Aaron Rodgers is like, well, listen, I'm not, I don't regret what I said, what I said. Maybe it comes to bite me in the ass one day. It, but perfect, it, wasn't, yep. it wasn't yesterday. I'm perfect good. Example. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> exactly. that's it. That's, what do you, what, I don't understand how you're supposed to be anything else is absurd to me, but. That's probably a good. That's probably a good one to get off my line to end on, man. That's a good one. That's a good one there. That's a good one there. So we we got a couple more. If not, we can head to players of the game. Where you at? I'm. I mean, listen. The, the only yeah. You want to hit this last one? This is the only thing I'm going to say about. I I wrote down records and schedules. Right. I think it's very frustrating that the NFL owners wanted this extra game, 
we went through this whole thing. I, it's like, I feel like the NFLPA got hoodwinked with bad, like bad leadership or something. I'm not sure what the hell happened. Right. But now you got all these records and they're on TV. Like, Oh, he's going to break this record. He's going to break that record. It's like, bro, you have an extra game. Stop. The records mm-hmm. are gone now. Now you have a new, these records are all new, right? You don't have a 16 game win streak or a 16 game based record schedule. So the record right. no longer matters because everybody's going to throw for 5,000 yards. now. Everybody's going to rush for 2000. Not everybody. There's going to be more 2000 yard rushers. There's going to be more 5,000 yard passers. There's going to be more 120 reception receivers. It's just going to happen. So like, let's not act like it's that big of a deal that you broke a record based on a 16 game season, right? Because now it's just unfortunate. And this is, it happened when we went from 14 to 16, like these Mm -hmm. things happen. It's part of, it's part of the progression, but we do such a, we do such a bad job. I think of, we're now shining a light on like, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, Tom, somebody's going to break Tom Brady's records, mm-hmm. all of his records, how great they are. But if you get an extra game every year, someone's going to break your records. That's just how it goes. Right. It's so mathematics. This, it's just very standard. Maybe we have to do it by yards per game. Now we got to change all the metrics. I'm not sure to, you know, go like for like, <laughs> but the, the metrics have changed. It's apples to oranges. So let's just call it what it is. Right. Right. And uh, I agree. It's just, like, it's just mathematics. It's yeah, just man. mathematics. You had another game. There's going to be more stats all around, you know, and I, I say I read when I read the rundown and I saw NFL leadership. So I, I it brought me to this. I did an interview on a Friday. Was it Friday? What's today's the, the 13th? Uh, and I did it with uh, Peter and Katie. They do a CBS sports radio talk show and they I don't know where and what, but they did. They brought it up the Urban Meyer situation, how his season's going and all this. And I kind of and I've been having a bone. Not a, I say I, as a person, I never met him. Pretty sure he's a pretty good guy. Um, but I just seen from a distance, I've been watching him, Urban Meyer over the last 15, almost 20 years of him coaching at Ohio State to then leaving there, retiring, then going to Florida, and then coming out of there. Uh, did he go? He didn't go back to Ohio Florida, State, Boise, Ohio State. Boise. Here. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And now Jacksonville. And then during those times, the times at uh at Ohio State, he had more Maurice Corlett, correct. Uh, Claret, and he was a teammate of mine in the UFL with the Omaha Nighthawks. And so, as a person just watching from a distance, when all that you know incident went down with Maurice when he was on campus as a freshman, a young man trying to you know navigate through the trivials of life, and then he had his coach there, Urban Meyer. Um, I had my opinions about how he handled that as a coach then, and then fast forward to um, I'm going to say Tim Tebow. And so the only part, the reason why I'm bringing this up is this the part I didn't get to because we didn't have, we had a short time to talk with Peter and Katie. Um, so with Tim Tebow in Florida, where he felt Tim was more on the, the field, so that athletic side. So he felt, he felt Maurice Claret by supporting him and teaching him things that off the field stuff. So with Tim it was more on the field stuff because we, everybody, what was the big thing for Tim Tebow? Everybody hated his throwing motion. And then everybody was like, oh, he's too perfect. He can't be this perfect of a person going to the NFL. He can't be that guy, you know, till as a coach, okay, I'm not going to, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not going to delve into the, that, that side of, you know, maybe that part of uh, the mm-hmm. world trying to devise Oh, this. He's this type of person because his mom and dad were here. They're, you know, they've traveled the world as Christians or what have you, but as a coach, I can develop what I know and see about how he gets you ready for the NFL. And that's, I say, that's part of my job as a college coach to prepare you for what you're going to walk into as a quarterback 
going into the next level where we know, as we talked about in terms of the Heisman trophy and what the quarterbacks do in the NFL, they throw the ball. They got to have this mindset. They got to have this, these fundamentals down. We talked about it with Tom Brady earlier in the show. So that's for me where, where uh, urban Meyer failed his two players in two instances, one is uh, as a person development, but then also as a player development where he should have got that last year, Tim Tebow at Florida, he should have put in, start putting in, I say, at least in a practice setting, NFL design plays to get him to get used to dropping back out of center to work, maybe work on his throwing motion, not change it. You can't change a natural throw motion. It's hard to change a natural throwing motion of a player, baseball or football. But what you can do, you can train it, manipulate it to increase, you know, ball release speed, increase accuracy, things of that nature. Do that for Tim instead of getting Tim basically in a position to win him more football games, more national titles, which he did. You know, he won two national titles at Florida with Tim. And then all of a sudden, if you remember, Urban Meyer, right before Tim went pro, you know, left, left Florida. He's like, oh, I'm done, you know, because he knew the ride was over. He knew Tim Tebow leaving. He saw what was going. He saw all the talent on the board that they had at Florida. I guess it wasn't enough talent for him. So he basically had a panic attack and was like, I'm out. I'm out of Florida. I'm like, this guy here. I was like, he did it again. He had a little panic attack at Ohio State when the old Marie stuff happened. Didn't support his team or players, but then boom. So that's my, like I said, as a person, I don't have never met him. Maybe one day we will, and I can have this conversation face to face. But for leadership and what's going on in Jacksonville with him now, he has, I don't know if he's lost his locker room, but I know we know this as teams. We know this as players. I, I can't guarantee it. I'm pretty sure. Right, I was saying. That's what I was going in to say. As players, we know what it looks like when a team is not behind his coach or coaching staff. Yeah. And that's what I see from a distance. I'm in Green Bay, Wisconsin. I'm looking at Jacksonville from a distance, looking online, what I can research. That team, they're playing for themselves. They, they're not playing for Urban Meyer. A team that's playing for themselves and their head coach, Dan Campbell, the Detroit Lions, they are playing for him. It sucks to be where they're at, but they, I think they're playing more for Dan than the players in Jacksonville are playing for. Oh, he's for genuine. Mind. Yeah. You know what genuine. I noticed? You know, maybe, AJ, this is what these teams need to do. You think about Seattle wasn't very good. They changed their uniforms. They got good. Arizona changed their uniforms. They're good now. New England sucked. New England was the worst team in the league for 30 years or something like that. Changed their <laughs> uniforms. They're good. Maybe the Jaguars need to go with a new theme or something, man. Because it, it, they it almost be look like it almost looks like they're an arena league team with those damn uniforms still. Is that you know what? terrible. Before the Seahawks changed their uniforms to what they have now, that's what somebody said about the Seahawks uniform. That, that's oh, that's an arena arena football. Team that's what uniform. I'm saying. It, there and you they, go. And they smartened up, and look look what happened. They won a Super so Bowl. so I, I hope somebody from the Jacksonville organization is listening in, so they could take that little tip and we could send it to them down there in Florida. Change the uniform, maybe you know. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, <laughs> all right, listen. Now we carried on enough of my lawn there. On get off my lawn. Now headed on to to players of the game and the, and the guy stud that you already mentioned, Mike. You want to you want to give that player? Yeah, the game real too. quick. I think Al, I think Lazard. I just love the way he's playing. I love the way they're using him. He's tough. He's he's like the default you know second tight end right now to me. I know Deguara's in there, and I know they they brought in some other players, but. I just love the way they're utilizing him in the run game. You can see how it pays off in the passing game. I think I think Collinsworth might have even highlighted it yesterday. How uh, they're they're setting him up on the second level, and then he's always wide open for those easy passes. Obviously, man on man coverage last night. He smoked a guy for a, a, a couple of big plays. 
touchdown. And you just, I just love the way that guy goes to has, has come to work. He's battled through some injuries, injuries this year, excuse me. Yeah. But he did. he's just another weapon that we absolutely have to have to, uh, to make the playoff push because he's vital to what we're doing in the run and pass game. Yeah. He's definitely that physical. You know, I like that. He's, you know, he's over six feet. He's two, two twenty, two twenty five, and can, can do what he do does at a wide receiver position. I definitely agree with that. And so for me, I already mentioned this guy early in the game, Razul Agul Douglas, the villain, of the defensive backfield for quarterbacks, opposing quarterbacks. Now, what, three picks, maybe four picks on the season, but but big picks in the game. You know, obviously he had the game-winning interception in, in Arizona. That was his first game in a Packer uniform coming from the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. And then I think he had a pick last week. And then he had almost – he could have had several picks in this game. He missed – he had the pick six, he, but then he, he had, missed one. He had a pick six last week and could have had two. Yep, he had same a pick thing six in this, this week and could have had two. Could have had two. So it's like – He's has that 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 now confidence of where he knows where he needs to be in that defense, you know, that defensive backfield. So whatever, you know, Joe Barry is coaching up, whatever among his DBs, among Savage, among Amos and Sullivan, all those DBs, and even Zaire. I know Zaire is still in that the, the meetings. He's still rehabbing. So he's close to being back. They're having those conversations, whatever those conversations are, same conversations that I know I had with the running back to room, same conversations you, I know you had with the lineman in the room about when you got to a certain level, when you know you were playing good football, how do you keep staying on top of playing good football from that point on? So that's why I, I got him. I got Roz as the player again for myself. And then we'll roll in to wrap up the show with the around the league games, which was all, all a whole bunch of football. Again, interesting. We got Monday Night Football tonight. We got Rams, AFC, uh, NFC West matchup Rams at the Cardinals. And then we start off. Who you got tonight? Rams and Cardinals, um, I say right now, the way things are going and what, who I'm seeing playing and being themselves, as we mentioned last week, uh, Matt Stafford, I'm going to go Arizona. Me too. Uh, because they got that defense. And Matt Stafford, unfortunately, he has, even though he's out of Detroit, he's that's that, that Detroit of him when the pressure is on. <laughs> it's, infected. He's it infected. Is, it, it's there. It hasn't <laughs> left. Unfortunately, it hasn't yeah, got out of that of it out of his. I think he's brain. injured. I think he's injured too. To be fair, I hope he's. I hope you can put it on that. Yeah. I wish. They, you know. Kyler Murray's playing next level. They're gonna win. Yeah, and he's. Back. I'm gonna lose my. I bet my. I bet my son tonight too, and he's gonna. Uh-oh. I let. Yeah. I let him pick. And he's like Arizona. I go pick again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's push-ups You got to give up, right? You got yeah, push-ups man. over there. All right, and then Thursday night football was the Steelers and the Vikings. We got the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde teams. Both teams here. We got. One week they look like the the Super Bowl team from the back in the day in terms of the Steelers. The next week they look like they, what they look like six and six six and one is their record. They lose to the Vikings thirty six to twenty eight. Their Vikings they still obviously they're in the race. They got to win out though pretty much. They cannot lose any more games in the NFC uh, North right now. But looking good, you know they punched the uh, the Steelers in the mouth. Cowboys off to the Washington football team. That was, an, again, big rivalry game, just like this game we just talked about with the Packers and Bears. They beat them 27-20. to 20. Uh, Seahawks got the Texans in Houston. Seahawks win 33-13 there. And then, like we mentioned with the Lions, rough season, but they still give an effort. They, they lose to the Broncos 38-10. to 10, And now, looking at that record, 1-11-1. And, and that ties with the Steelers, obviously. That's why I'm talking about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde with those Steelers. What is going on there? A good game, though, coming up here that happened, actually, that went to overtime was the 49ers and the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Burrow, 
he's one of the, he's he's that he's going to be that next I say few quarterbacks in the next ten years that we'll still be talking about. I believe him and Justin Fields is another. Get in there, start playing ball. He's one of those guys that already has made is making a name for himself, being at the quarterback position, or being a young quarterback. Yeah, they took the ball out of his hands at the end of the game too. It was surprising. Um, I, you know, for whatever reason, I, I think the Niners would probably rather have Mixon, uh, you know, running the ball around than have Joe Burrow running the ball. And therefore, the Bengals probably should have given the ball to Burrow. But that's a good game. The Niners are Niners yeah. are one of those teams where you, the record. I think they're always better than the record. They've had a lot of injuries. Yeah, um, they got to figure out the quarterback thing. You know, once and for all, I'm sure they'll do it in the off season. As far as is, is Trey Lance going to be the, you know, are they just going to give him the reins and get rid of Garoppolo or not? But um, Look, look, the way that that division's rolling out, you, you really got to look for the Bengals to maybe make the playoffs for the first time in a while. True, true. They are definitely ahead of the Steelers. And the Ravens had a big loss there. Browns in in, in, in division fights going on. The other black and blue division. So they lose to the Browns 22-24. to 24. Lamar is out, uh, twisted ankle, got tackled on, got rolled on. And that's kind of – and then you kind of saw – the the wing get taken out of cells when he can uh, win out the game. They you know, offense. They don't have. For, they don't have a team. That's it. That's that's their team. I mean, <laughs> they do like have you, a guy. You create an offense around a guy, and you don't have the guy anymore. It's like, well, yeah. The backup that came in off the bench actually did pretty good. Uh, PJ Tucker. I like yeah, that guy. Uh, no, no, it was Huntler. It was Huntley for the uh, oh, Ravens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he went for he went thirty seven for thirty eight, two hundred and seventy yards and a touch and a touchdown. So you got somebody there. It's not Lamar, but you got somebody in there um he's kind of in his makeup too he kind of looks like him almost built like him so he throws the ball similar so it's just interesting you know how they how teams do that and we had we talked about the jaguars already but they lose to the titans in division again uh 20 to nothing no scoring for these jags at all um and i'll keep it moving from there the saints you know they started off great they, they we started off super bowl talk because they gave it to the, the packers first game of the season and now they're they're still they're still kind of hanging around 30 to 9 over the jets but it's the jets jets are you know vying for draft position right now i think they're they got the number third pick at this moment behind detroit and uh uh and and houston (laughs) and then then between them and jacksonville too are fighting for number three spot for the draft for the draft so uh falcons they kind of show some guiding light beating the panthers 29 to 21 and Panthers then, just collapsed, man. That right. team has just completely collapsed. They did the quarterback, right? They did the quarterback uh, rotation where Cam they're, started. Listen, they're, they're, in they're, PJ, they've PJ completely, Walker. like we just talked about with the Jags, like not right. in the same way, but you fire your offensive coordinator. It's like, know who you have, like have an identity, stick with it, be, it make your adjustments, make your adjustments, be loyal to your, to your, to your guys to a certain yep. extent. Right. Gotta have so the way that you go about your business matters. People think that it's not that it doesn't matter to the media. It matters to the people that have to sit in your, in, in you have to, you have to speak in front of in your meeting room. That's exactly. who it matters to. But when you start dumping, you know, jettison Joe Brady after a year and a half, because we're not adjusting to, I mean, listen, I, I agree, but it's not just him, right? It just doesn't make any sense. We don't know the whole story there, but you could tell they're just not playing with the same fervor. Defensively, they were top. They were the top defense in the league starting out the season. They've regressed, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Like they look like a, literally a completely different team than they looked at, at the beginning of the season. I mean, I've watched a lot of their de- games, especially on the defense side of the ball. It's mm-hmm. completely different. They still got some. They got some dogs over there too, man. That can play. They're just. It's just. It, it's a different feeling, man. It's different. You just wonder about. You wonder about that locker room as well. 
Yeah, different feeling. And five and eight, two and five at home. So, yeah, just lost that whole tenacity that he had in the first month of football. And then we wrap it up here. The Giants play the Chargers in L.A., but they lose 37 to 21. Justin Herbert had a good game, 23 for 31, 275, and three touchdowns. A guy that's going to continue just to stay, stay, you know, competitive. And he's just one of those guys. He just, like I said, the way he got brought away, he got indoctrinated into the game. You know, I was going to bring that up. The start of his career was like, go in there, kid. You got it. Go. Night now. We need you. And then, boom. He had no other – he had no way to think about it. Had to go play football. And then to wrap up the the week, we had a good uh, overtime with a potential Super Bowl matchup here. Bills versus the Buccaneers up in um, um, Buffalo. In Super Bowl, bro. Bills are not going to I said potential. That's why I say potential. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. It, it, you just, yeah you're like Spider-Verse, multiverse. Yeah, yeah he's like AG. No. happening here. He's like, no, AG, stop it. Stop it. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to make it sound good, Mike. That's all. <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound good, baby. Um, but they lose in overtime to, to Tom Brady and that Bucks defense, uh, 33 to 27. A little – I mean, I watched a little bit of that game. And, and, I, and you know, when you mentioned talking about uh, the game plan, and what Josh Allen was was doing, I kind of saw. I mean, like you said, with the run game part of it, too, they actually have the design runs for him, similar to what Baltimore does with Lamar Jackson. And another part to add on with uh, Josh Allen, his he has like a – I think he has a more of a side arm release to his some of his passes that has a good – that has decent accuracy and the power is there. But now it's just about him gaining experience over over game over you know game over your game year over year because he has the ability we know he has the physique physique he has the mechanics now it's just getting that experience under his belt just like Tom just like Drew just like Aaron when they were all younger quarterbacks you know transitioning into what they were going to become a perennial starter perennial Pro Bowler he's that quarterback now for them he's definitely the future for the Bills. But just got to get more time under his belt that he's going to learn, you know, different situations, how to battle out of that and how to not to make the mistakes that a defense uh, coordinator and defensive players try to push a quarterback into making when they're playing against them. Yeah, I completely agree. It's, it's, it's a good matchup. The Bills are a good team. Um, they've regressed a little bit, obviously. But Liz, what do you say about Tom Brady, man? The guy, the guy just keeps 44 years old, you know, I love because it. of Aaron Rodgers and like, you know, these, the COVID toe and the that whole thing. Like he's. Tom Brady's probably going to win the MVP, probably because yeah. people won't vote for Tom for, for Aaron because they're they're pissed at him. Even though Aaron should get it, but right. forty four years old is going to be a what four time MVP, five time MVP. Hey, I'm, I'm forty four too. I'm happy for him. You know, yeah, I'm not mad. You no, know, no hate here for sure. Is no, yeah, no, it's all love because it's just like knowing that game. Like I just kind of put myself in his mindset. Like he knows the game literally inside and out. He knows every position. He knows what DTs are going to do. He knows what the three techniques are going to do on this play here. He knows what an offensive, you know, uh, outside linebacker is going to do. He knows what the two uh, rotating safety is going to do if they come out in this bunch set to the left. If it's a wide receiver, you know, wide set to the right. He already knows he has a pretty darn good idea of the footwork, of the technique, of DBs, linebackers, anybody covering his receivers and how his receivers get open. He knows all of that. You know, obviously one of them that he's been with for a long time, um, Rob Gronkowski, he knows why to get him the ball. Throw it. And I see, I saw some throws to him where he, that's a throw that him and Grunk has been talking about since New England. You know, when I run this five yard stop, I'm just going to stop and hit me right here. Just put it right here. And I'm going to catch and go. You know, those throws were there. And when watching Tom compared to Justin, 
in terms of like release, like Tom's release hasn't really changed much, but what he does, and we see this, and it's like we said earlier, it's just the fundamentals. He just, he practices that same release over and over and over and over again. So that's what, if I'm Justin Fields, I'm taking a piece out of that book. I'm watching film on him, on Tom, as a rookie quarterback, as a young quarterback in this league and saying, I just need to perfect my uh, release. I got to practice throwing a hundred times a day in the off season or whatever it is, you know, but no, you know how Tom does on social media, he puts the shoulder pads on. I think it's him and his dad or him and his family member or yep. friend and the dog. They're just actually having a good time, but he's working on fundamentals. He ain't got to be at the New England simple. facility. Yeah. It's simple. He ain't got to be at TB 12. He's right in his backyard. You know what? I'm getting ready for y'all again. I'm 44. I'm going to be 45 next year. I'm about to be killing y'all killing y'all. So I love it. I know I'm, I'm loving it. So uh, that is our show. We're going to wrap that thing up, man. Great show, Mike. I know it was a great time talking with you, as usual. Um, but you can find us. It's on Twitter at OnMyBlock. It's on is O-N underscore my underscore block on Twitter. And then obviously my socials on Twitter is Green 30 All one word. That's on Twitter and Instagram. And Mike, let people know where they can find you on social. Yeah, Mike Wall 68 on Twitter, process to perform on Instagram. AG, always a pleasure, brother. Yep, always a pleasure. And we got who, who the Packers got next week, real quick. I didn't have it in my head, real quick. The schedule. I think it's the Browns. Is it the Browns? It might be the Browns, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, it's Baltimore. There we go. So we got Baltimore. We'll be talking about that game. And they in Baltimore, but we'll see if it's going to be a Lamar Jackson led Baltimore offense come that game that we'll be talking about next Monday here on All My Block and Green Bay Packer podcast with your host, Amon Green, and his good friend, Mike Wall. All right, Mike, man. Catch you later. Have a good week, man. Talk to you soon. All right, bro. I'll wrap this up. Sounds good. See you, man. See ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a the drive to go further and reach higher. The same thing that inspires you, inspires us. At Strayer University, we're always searching for new ways to make education more affordable. That's why we offer access to up to 10 no-cost gen ed courses to help you save time and money so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. No-cost gen ed provided by Strayer University affiliates of Field Learning. Eligibility rules apply. Connect with us for details. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEF. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.